Squad Radio, the music you want. With your host, Keys Dan. Who's the monkey? RadioWhat.com. What's up, party people? It's Keys Dan with RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com, coming to you live and in living color from the Radio What Studios. And this is my podcast, What Makes You Famous. It's an extension of the RadioWhat.com internet radio station that I've been running for quite some time. And if you need DJ services, where do I always send you? djlittlerock.com one more time djlittlerock.com check availability and get a free price quote and maybe you can have me at your next event i like to party with the people the people need to be entertained are you not entertained let me entertain you make your next thing a big one today on the program oh my goodness my loyal listener if you've been listening for a while you know this next name Alyssa Marie Kuhn, singer, songwriter, sensation. And she's still so very young. My goodness. She's on the program today. Now, I know you've heard a lot of her story on the last time when she was a wee 15, but now she's 17 and she's going to tell you what's going on in the world of Alyssa Marie Kuhn. So stick around. This week's shows, I have one public show Ooh, it's going to be a big weekend, though. I have one public show, my regular Friday night gig at the Rab in Conway, Arkansas, the video dance party, karaoke jam. Yeah, I said karaoke. We got a little concert starring each and every one of you. You could sing pretty much whatever you want. If it's out there on karaoke, I got it or I'll get it. It's my job. <laughs> and uh, of course, I'll be playing some background music. Oh, this week. Uh, well, if you're listening to this thing as it comes out, it's 80s night on Friday night. Yeah, they sprung this on me uh, a couple of, well, about a month ago. I was playing a bunch of 80s music, and then the bartender said, hey, why don't we have an 80s night? I said, well, I'm having an 80s night right now. <laughs> and they said, well, do it July 1st. So July 1st is 80s night. <laughs> and if you're listening to this afterwards, still, Friday nights at the Rab, I'll probably be there. That's my usual Friday night gig, the Rab in Conway, Arkansas, from 8 p.m. until 12.30 in the AM. Full bar, kitchen, pool tables. They got a pool tournament on Friday nights. So if you want to try your hand at playing pool and possibly make some money while you're doing it, you can get out to the Rab. Conway, Arkansas, come out, be there, hang with your friends. And since it is the 4th of July weekend, I have a, a Independence Day party on Saturday in greenbrier arkansas and then another one on sunday in hot springs arkansas but unless you're invited you cannot come so there i only mention it because i'm excited i got some parties parties with the people i'm so glad i still get to do this job entertaining the people speaking of entertaining the people let's get into it with singer songwriter sensation Alyssa marie coon i got her on skype so if you're listening to the audio version i encourage you to check out the video version on my YouTube page, youtube.com forward slash user forward slash keys Dan. <sighs> Skyping Alyssa Marie Kuhn now. Yeah, now we're just on the phone. Thank you. Perfect, perfect. There she is, Alyssa Marie Kuhn. Oh, my goodness. It has been years since last we spoke. I think it was, well, I I don't even have to think. I know it was March of 2020. You were but a 15-year-old lass, a girl next door with three songs out there in the world, three uh, of uh, three original songs out there in the world for the people to hear. The first song I remember it was about um, oh treating people right. It was about uh, making sure that when you you're gonna be someplace, you be someplace. Uh, particularly boyfriends when they say, "Hey, let's go out to uh, to the uh, local arcade and uh, watch some Nickelodeon movies. Put a nickel." in the uh in the old nickelodeon and watch some of those flicker reels you know i I think i'm going back to the 1920s but uh that's a whole nother story but uh a lot has happened since then 
These are this is yeah. years later. Fasting forward. Uh, well, break it. Fasting forward. Uh, I guess to uh, to give a hint on what's going on. Uh, listen, Marie Kuhn, what's been happening in the last three years or so? A lot, actually. I've been releasing new music and um, a, a music video, and I've been um, performing a lot and performing all around. Um, and yeah, I've just been doing it. I've just been doing the same thing, I guess. Well, at 15 years old, you were already eight years into the performing thing. You had started at seven years old uh, doing a little a little uh, cover, uh, you know, for the for the people and uh, letting people uh, having people cry and say, oh, that is so beautiful. That is so cute. Seven years old. I can't believe it. Fast forward to 15. You're writing your own songs. Fast forward to now. You don't have just three songs. You have so many songs that are out there. I mean, to tell people about the, the, the new stuff that you've been doing since. Uh, well, I, I, I guess you you had opened for Trace Atkins at that point, And that was pretty, pretty cool in itself. But what have you done since then? Well, I've just been like doing it. <laughs> um, I just released my most recent single, I guess we should talk about, um, which is called Break It Fast. And um, I actually have the acoustic version coming out tonight on music platform, um, which is pretty exciting too. But I've just been traveling back and forth to Nashville, just recording. Um, the last time I was up there, I filmed a music video, which is now playing at the all of the old reds. Um, because Old Red featured me as Artist of the Month. And if you don't know what Old Red is, it's, um, it's actually Blake Shelton's restaurant. Um, there's one in Nashville. There's one in Oklahoma. Um, there's one in Pigeon Forge and now Orlando. But um, they are building some more, which I heard about. Well, so that, I'm really excited. that's quite a drive. Even when I lived in Miami and I used to go to Orlando quite a bit to go to Disney World and and what have you. It's quite a drive from from West Palm Beach where you are to Orlando. Uh, that's uh, about three, three or four hours, right, to get there. But totally worth it, I'm sure. Yes, it's totally worth it. I literally live out of my car. <laughs> like, not actually, but I don't know, like my, like. Either my car or my parents' car. Like, if you go in my car, it's like a wardrobe is in the back of my car. And, like, it's... But I don't mind it. Like, I love being busy and I love traveling. So, it kind of all works out. Well, that's so right, okay? Since you were 15 last time we talked, now you drive. You have your own yeah. car. You're you're <laughs> a do. veteran driver. Are, are you a good driver? I think I am a good driver. I haven't... Well, knock on wood... <laughs> uh, I haven't done anything, got anything, uh, you know, but I don't want to drink myself. <laughs> well, you have your own, did you get? Twenty twenty Toyota Rav Four. Wow! Now that's a car. If you're going to live out of a car, you might as well live out of a Rav Four. That's a fantastic vehicle. I love my car so much. I actually, so I have a sticker on the back of my car from the Nash collection. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but it's this brand that's very popular in Nashville. Um, and so the last time I was there, I got a sticker and it just says Nash and I put it on the back of my car. And now all my friends call it the Nashmobile because like, it looks like the name would be Nash. So my car's name is Nash. <laughs> Okay, well, we already discussed that you take little trips, little jaunts to Orlando. That's about three or four hours away. You can correct me if I'm wrong. But uh, what's the furthest you've been in that RAV4? Hasn't made it out of the state yet. So probably just probably just Orlando, I guess. That's probably the farthest. Well, I remember the first big purchase that I made on my own. I, 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 I got, well, I used to ride motorcycles. Don't ride motorcycles because I got in a wreck. And then, uh, uh, the money that I got from, uh, insurance bought me a, a, a Mustang and I drove from Miami to, uh, Louisiana in that Mustang convertible. And I, that was like a thousand mile trip. So that's a pretty good clip. And I, I did it all by myself and I played, uh, my music CDs and such. Uh, I wish I would have had a, an Alyssa Marie Coons, uh, CD, but all, all I remember was playing one a CD it was called the, the cars greatest hits. And it was a band called the cars. And it was I, for the life of me, I don't know why that was the only CD that was playing over and over, but it was great driving music. When you're driving 
to uh, Orlando to to Old Red, which I see when I'm looking at your social media, I see it all the time. It feels like you live at Old Red, you know, and that seems to be your home away from home. But uh, when you're going on those trips, what are you listening to on the uh, on the on the music box? Uh, it all differs, honestly. It depends on so my music that I like listen to. It differs on what mood I'm in. So most of the time, going to Old Red, I'm listening to like Nirvana or like Seattle grunge or like pop punk music for some reason. I don't know. I really love that genre. Or I'm listening to the Highway, um, which is most of the time, uh, especially when I'm with my dad because. We listen to the highways together, so it's uh, contrary, obviously. Um, and then on the way back, since usually it's very late, I turn on the old show tunes from like Hannah Montana because I I still watch Hannah Montana. Like I I will never stop watching Hannah Montana. Like my band and I have this joke. Like sometimes they come over to my house, like uh, late at night if they're like traveling, and then they'll stay over and they'll come in my room and take videos of me, and I'll be asleep, and Hannah Montana will be playing, and they're like, "This girl is literally like five, but yeah." So I listen to like the whole Hannah Montana soundtrack. Well, I mean, the last time we talked, we established you were a believer, a big Justin Bieber fan. And at 15 back, well, I guess a, a, quite a few years ago, Justin Bieber was at his at the height of his powers, you know, really. And I guess he, he had had a little trouble here and there, but uh, still, you know, got to believe in the Biebs. But you say uh, who who would be the the uh, your ride or die music music wise uh, if you if there was a concert coming and it was between going to that concert or having dinner that night. Uh, whose concert would you skip dinner for? One hundred percent. I missed. I missed it. It cut out. Uh, Taylor. Taylor Swift. Tay Tay. One hundred percent. Oh, yeah. for sure. If there's anyone to skip a meal for, it's Taylor Swift. Man, that that's a girl that has not only done every bit of music, music the way she wanted to, uh, you know, she broke away from, from people that were trying to tell her what to do. And, you know, telling her, oh, on this next album, you need to have uh, two of this type of song and, and at least one of that type of song. And you should write songs about this. And, and uh, we have all your masters now, so we control you. And then she being the business part of the music business she made her own masters remastered her own songs redid it this is something to emulate and she seems like a nice person after everything she seems like a nice person still is that is that what you you um is that what you you see in her and you want to emulate maybe or you want to well i mean tell me why tay tay I love like everything about her. I love what she did there. Um, I also love how she's like so strong. Like I, I don't know, she's just like a very strong um, woman, and like she, I don't know how to explain it. Like she just gives off this like level of like confidence, but like you know that she could probably be really down to earth. Like. I don't know. I also just think she's so talented and like nobody is ever going to stop her. Like, like I know, like I know so much about her. Like she even sued someone for $1 one time. Um, because, uh, well, I'm not going to get into it, but I, it's just like, she knew she didn't need the money, but she just wanted to prove that she was right. So why not sue her for $1? Like, I don't know. I, I think she's such like, like what they would call like a girl boss. <laughs> if I'm using that slang correctly, she's just like, I don't know. She's just great. I love her. Well, Alyssa Marie, I could see the parallels between you and her and, 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 there are some similarities. I mean, besides the, the blonde hair and, and the singing talent, and the grabbing a guitar, that's one thing. But the song styles, the, the material that you write about, she writes a lot about relationships. And you write a lot about relationships. These are things that can be related uh, to people pursuing happiness. You know, the first song we already went through, it was, um, you know, if you're going to be somewhere, if you say you're going to be somewhere, 
be there. Be there for somebody. It's not just boyfriend, girlfriend. It's also best friends. It's also friends. You know, if, if, uh, if a friend tells you, Hey, meet me at this, uh, at this place at this time, you better by goodness be there at that place at that time, or at least make a phone call to let them know, Hey, plans have changed a little bit. Let's move over there. Don't just uh, go off and play video games uh, with your other friends and leave me out here in the lurch out here in the cold wondering, Hey, where are you at? Are you okay? I mean, do I have to call the cops? What's going on? You know, but uh, you know, it's relationships. And uh, I mean, that, that song to to be a first offering and then fast forward to this break it fast is uh, you explain it i i've heard the song i love the song i love that it's if you're going to break my heart well go ahead tell people what what break it fast is about okay so um at the time i had just had to break up with someone that i had been dating for a really long time and i know that seems like crazy because like Obviously, I'm 17 now, and so that would have meant that I started dating a person when I was 15. So, yes, that's true. Um, and I really cared about that person, and, like, I was really sad that I had to do that, but, like, things weren't working out, and, like, I wasn't happy, and it was nothing against them. I just, I couldn't do it anymore, and so I had to break their heart. And what I realized was there's not any songs, really, where it's, like, I'm the bad guy. Like, I had to break someone's heart. It's usually like, oh, someone broke my heart or, like, I'm still in love with this person. And, which is not a bad thing because, like, yes, I could totally relate to all those songs, but I wanted to kind of write the song about having to be the bad guy, but, like, knowing that, like, you didn't want to do it intentionally. And so I went into a co-write. I think it might have been, like, like I can't remember I think it was like a couple days after it happened and I told the Steel Ivory Girls who I wrote the song with um, uh, about like everything going on and I had said like like we were dating for a year and a half and like I I just kept saying things and they were like oh that's good that's good and so I like started playing the guitar and then like that's where everything came out and everything in that song is like 100% true. Like there's not one song that I've released like yet that I think I relate to as much as this song. Not that all of my songs, not that I can't relate to any of my songs, but this one was like the most realist one to me besides the the one I'm putting out at the end of this year. But yeah, Yeah. (laughs) sorry. No, and it's it's funny that, you know, the last time that we spoke, you had written a song with the girls from Street, Steel Ivory, and then here you are writing this song with the girls from Steel Ivory. Have you been collaborating with them a lot? Actually, I love them so much. Like, they're the sweetest, like, most down-to-earth, humble girls ever. Like, just when we get in there, it's like we, we like, I don't know, just the ideas and, like, everything flows, and most of the time... We do it on Zoom or uh, or Skype or something, and it's not in person. And usually sometimes when that's going on during, like, call rights or something, sometimes the connection isn't there. Like, not the Wi-Fi, but, like, <laughs> the connection, because it's, like, hard because you're speaking, like, to a person on a screen. But, like, since we had met before in Nashville and, like, like we, got, we get along so well, so that's what I love most about them. And plus, they are very talented like they're some of the most talented people i know so it's awesome to be able to have them help me and like write with me so oh for sure and and but but, you know we talked about social media and how that uh helps uh in your everyday when you post things and i noticed that they post and you post there's always songs coming through my feed people are always going to remember you i i i know that all right, I use my my social media. You'll hardly ever see anything about my family on there. It's all business. It's all you know where I'm going to be. What's my next show? And I see it's very similar for you. Every once in a while, I will see and and for the people that think, oh, she started dating at 15. Well, just know that your parents are always in the mix. Will and Randy have been hovering over you and keeping a chaperone. Uh, an eye on you as things progress but uh, you know hey 
<laughs> but but I mean, I mean, tell me how, how are Randy and and uh, Jill doing? Great. Um, we're just you know it's summer for me, so we're like hanging out a lot and like um, especially those gigs. Like usually, well, I hardly ever go to a gig alone, so I'm always spending time with them. Like especially driving too. I know that seems like oh, like we were just together when we were in the car, but. No, it's a lot of time in the car, so it's like I I spend a lot of time with them. So, and they're the most supportive parents in the world, and I wouldn't be able to do this without them. So, even if we get in our little normal teenager parent arguments, like they still mean the world to me, which those do happen. <laughs> well, that's good. Sometimes I do get bratty. <laughs> well, that's good quality time, you know. When you spend hours yeah. in, in the car, yeah. I, I mean, some of those, some of that time, you might be listening to uh, listening to music on your headphones or, or trying to, you know, uh, wind down or, or or even pick up. You know, you kind of meditate before a show. I, I don't know what is your your strategy before you do a big show it doesn't even have to be at old red any of the shows do you meditate do you listen to songs do you um how do you how does Alyssa marie coon prepare for a show usually like that's the thing the whole thing with me is the kind of music i listen to going to it so whatever mood i'm in like it has to be music that's gonna pump me up and then usually i go to the bathroom like before the show, even if I don't have to use the bathroom, sorry, that's TMI. And I just sit in there and I like, and like, okay, like I'm going to do this and everything. And I look in the mirror and I'm like, you got this. And then I go out and do it. Um, so if you ever seen, if you ever see me before one of my shows and I disappeared, I'm probably in the bathroom looking in the mirror. <laughs> Telling myself, you got this. Well, that's good for the stage manager to know, because I'm sure if the stage manager is listening, that's the that's the one that's supposed to get the artist from wherever they are and make sure that they're on stage at the right time. You know, and I'm sure you've dealt with a lot of stage managers. I've been a stage manager before, uh, you know, as well as I think the 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 biggest show I was the MC and the stage manager where I had to MC say a few words and then I had to make sure that the artist was where they're supposed to be. That was uh, that was nerve wracking to be sure but uh you know it's it, it amazes me how people pick themselves up you know some people like it real quiet you know give me five minutes of quiet and i guess that's where you're going to the restroom or the green room you know wherever the uh, the ready room is you take a little time to have some quiet and just <sighs> prepare yourself maybe a mirror you know look at yourself you can do this I, do you worry before every show? I never worry, actually. Like, I'm never nerve. I never really get nervous. And, um, like, I don't know why, but I just feel so comfortable on the stage, like, no matter how many people are there. The only time I really get nervous is when it's, like, like a room full of people that I know. Meaning, like, meaning, like, all, if all my friends, like, randomly came to my gig one day and they were all, like, watching me, I would be a little bit nervous. I don't know why it works like that, but I'd rather perform in front of, like, 10,000 people I don't know than 10,000 people I do know. So. <laughs> no, Weird, that makes but- it's like you're going to see these people every day, you know, and, and they're the ones, oh, my goodness, I have to perform for that person that I'm going to see every day. And and maybe maybe I'll, I'll miss a note and maybe they'll tell me about it uh, or hopefully hopefully they don't tell you about all the bad things that you do and just tell you overall you did great. You did wonderful. I loved it the way you did that with that song and, and the way you carried that note. Oh my goodness! But I mean, have you had any experience where where there's people that you know and then they come at you afterwards and and, and you know they give you some kind of either constructive or deconstructive criticism? I feel like there has been, but um, like I'm I'm all up for constructive criticism, obviously, because like maybe something I'm doing is a little weird, and if, if that's like something I didn't notice, I would love to be told that. But anybody that's like throwing me like deconstructive criticism i'm just like whatever man like like i i don't know i I really try to brush that off because it's not like it's again it's like one person's opinion and it's not like the whole internet or something like that is like really bothersome unless it is so i try i try to just brush it off but i love i love constructive criticism though like 
I, I love hearing feedback, though. Well, I mean, I, I like your singing style. Let's talk about that. When I The first time that we, we spoke, I noticed that you had a really breathy, it sounded like you had wind you had air for days because when you speak or at least when you spoke it may not be coming through this well because our connection is not great but uh you know i think people are going to get the gist of it but the last time that we spoke i remember that you had a really you know you it felt like you had air for days and have you been working on that is that a a singing uh just singing exercises that gives you the ability the capacity to hold notes for a long time were you training that way and have you been training i have uh i've been working with my lovely vocal coach she's from nashville um and like i realized that i had been singing the wrong way and i also have a ton of allergies which also contributes to that like if you notice today i have a little bit of a scratchy throat um that's because i was on a dog and i'm actually allergic to dogs so I also have dogs, which isn't good. So I'm on like so much allergy medication. But, um, so figuring that out, like I'm on allergy meds, like I'm constantly drinking a ton of water. Um, like, you know, your, your voice is your instrument, which is something like a 15 year old doesn't really know. And so like, of course I would be out with my friends at 15 screaming and like, oh my God. There's a cute boy, like, I'm screaming, like, you know, um, not that I'm any, not that I'm much older now, but it's like, once, like, uh, and also, also, I it did grow two years, which is a lot in um, the aspect of me and my vocal cords maturing. So that's another thing, like, my voice changed, um, which for a second there, I was singing so low, and now, like, I noticed my voice is getting higher. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's all in how you take care of your voice and how you sing properly. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that I was able to figure that out, but I, I, you're the first person that has said something to me besides like, um, like people that I've talked to that about. So it's funny that you noticed this too. Oh, yeah, I, I noticed things like that. And well, from 15 to 17, you say you grew a lot. Yeah, these are the dog years. Everybody grows between 14 and 18. It's at least seven years every year. Because I mean, you imagine I was a I was a twerp at uh, at at 12 13 years old and by 18 i was you know huge you know so i mean especially with boys but you know with girls same oh inches taller your voice changes i noticed this is the other thing is the way you use your voice the way you use the shape of your of your mouth it kind of man it reminds me it's so amazing when I, I you know you watch the videos you watch the the live performances that you put out there you have this way of making your mouth into a, a like a cone that lets it project it's just though you use the shape that it's so amazing that you project that well is this something that you've been taught or is this something that you've been working on as well i mean kind of I actually have TMJ in my jaw, so not, I probably shouldn't say this now because everybody's, everybody's going to notice, but my jaw actually goes to the left. Um, so if you ever look in my videos, like I, I posted one on TikTok yesterday and like it was really noticeable and I was really trying not to get it to go that way, but anyways, um, so it has been hard for me for a long time to open my mouth because of what is going on in my jaw, but I've been working on it a lot. Like there's different jaw exercises and stuff. And I like, you know, I also realized, um, in the studio last year when I was recording my singles, Yoga Night and Put It Down, I have a really good friend named Maggie Ball, who I actually co-wrote those two songs with. I don't know if you're familiar with her. Um, but she, um, she was in the studio, like helping me, like kind of being like my vocal consultant. And she would just scream at me. She'd be like, open your mouth, open your mouth. Like, it's not hard. Like it's, it's harder when you don't open your mouth. And ever since then, like I could picture her screaming at me. And it's just like, why, have, why didn't I do that before? Like it's so much easier when I actually open my mouth. <laughs> so, I mean, that's another thing that stuck with me too. Like, 
she wasn't me. Like, we're out of love, like, we're good friends. But, um, um, I don't know. Like, just opening your mouth is a big thing to singing, I guess, you know. Well, <laughs> well, Alyssa Marie, I mean, it, whatever you're doing, it's it's working for you. I mean, there was a uh, there was times when the, the great Barbara Streisand and Barry Manilow, they told them, hey, you need to get a nose job because the nose is kind of big. Well, it was going to affect their singing. So they didn't do it. And look how far they went. They got huge, you know, as huge as their noses are purported to be. Okay. So, you know, don't change a thing. If, if the, it, well, I mean, are you, is TMJ, is it, is it hurting you? Is it, uh, uh, I'm not familiar with the, 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 is there problems with it? Like, is, does it affect you opening your mouth or chewing? So, my, it's, I don't know, like, all the technical stuff about it. My mom is in the dental field, though, so she knows all about the stuff with the jaw, jaw and, like, whatever. But, um, it does hurt, like, if I open my mouth to a certain extent. And, like, also, um, like, it was popping, like, out. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, like, hurts, like, like a lot sometimes. But um, just, like, doing the exercises and stuff is, like, basically the only thing that can help now. But... Um, eventually, like, it's something that I could grow out of, I think. I'm not sure, but, um, hopefully, because it's annoying. <laughs> Especially <laughs> when I, like, not a lot of people notice it, but, like, sometimes people do point it out. That's, uh, I guess that's under, like, the criticism thing. They're like, why, why do you go, like, and I'm like, it's not my fault. Like, I can't control it. <laughs> it but I don't let that bother me because, if there's something I can do about it. I think no, it's great. Notice, I so. think it's great. My goodness. I, I, I don't change a thing. I think it's great. It's a style. It's a, it's a mannerism. It's a, um, it's a, a quality that you have. I mean, uh, what was it? Uh, Jennifer gray got a nose job and it ruined her acting career completely. You know, she changed, uh, the, the, best thing about her you watch dirty dancing and she's so cute with a cute little no you know and she said oh you need to change that and you'll get better roles nothing dried right up so uh you know i i i appreciate and that my loyal listener should should appreciate that you sacrifice your body you go through pain for your craft for your artistry the the people now now they need to appreciate you even more not only out there singing your heart out singing you know some covers but a lot of original songs i mean that what's the uh what's the uh the ratio now between covers and originals when you go to an Alyssa marie's um concert concert sometimes it depends but it's like about 50 percent like 50 50 um yeah that's pretty good i mean you go you, you go to a show you 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 hire Alyssa marie for your uh party for your for your to to you know for you to fill up your venue and uh she's going to give you 50 50 and these original songs written and penned at least partially by you if not mostly by you uh, that's amazing at 17 years old to have that kind of of uh of of a, a catalog already how many okay but the three songs from two years ago have now grown to how many songs do you have out there uh that you've given to the world um i don't i actually don't know off the top of my head because um i have so many like songs that i have that like no one's ever heard and so i can't even keep track anymore but I know that there's a way to find out how many every week, but I, I don't know off the top of my head. <laughs> well, I mean, the last time that we talked, you, uh, when I was asking a similar question, you said that you had songs that were in notebooks. Some of them were half finished. Some of them didn't have hooks, didn't have bridges, didn't have uh, melodies. But there's a lot, uh, a lot of half songs that are out there, ideas and things that can be molded and shaped into songs. So, Alyssa Marie, you have so much material that needs to get out there to the world. Are you still working with them? Um, you were working with one uh, studio before. I can't remember who it was, but uh, are you are you working with any particular studio nowadays? Yes, uh, well, to, re to record, you're yes. talking about? Yes. 
Um, yes, I'm working with Sackman Studios out of Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, they are amazing guys. Like, I love them all so much. They are, like, that. they are some talented people right there, and they know exactly. I go in, I, I do it, I watch them, and then I do my end, and it's, like, crazy, like, how, I don't know how they do it. Like, they're awesome, so... <laughs> Now, is yeah. it that you're having to drive to Nashville? Or are you able to record some things near, closer to home and then send them via the internet? Or you go into Nashville every time you want to record, you know, a, a solid song, you're ready to do one? I usually go to Nashville to do that. Like, um, just because, like, it's just, you know, it's, it's the experience that, like, I feel like I need to have to record. Like, I don't know. It's, it's weird. But usually, like, it also gives me time. Like, I don't just jump. Like, when I have a song that I really want to record, I don't, like, go straight to Nashville to record it. Like, usually there's a set date for me to go to Nashville, and then by then I'm deciding which songs I'm going to record. Um, so, no, I'm sure, yeah. you know, the time, it's costly, you know, to, to go and get that studio time. So you have to be prepared. So an artist... Uh, you as a business person, knowing the the business, and you know, I guess I'm guessing that Jill is still your momager, uh, you know, and she's still handling getting your bookings and such. But I, I remember that last time we talked, uh, I I think I said uh, Nashville might be the place you ought to be. Uh, do you ever consider like after you're done with uh, high school, and I mean, are you, are you going to planning to go to college after all that said and done, uh, heading to Nashville? Yeah. I'm planning on going to college and Nashville. Um, we're not really sure the exact plan right now, so um, but it's something that I have to decide really soon. So I'm still trying to <laughs> about, but I will be in Nashville within the next uh, two years. So. Okay. Well, I mean, we talk, we're talking about college. You know, a lot of people think you go to college, you get yourself a little degree, you got that piece of paper that makes you a little bit more hireable. You know, you have, uh, you have the, that thing in your back pocket that, uh, parents are so proud of, uh, you know, and they, they definitely want, and people are proud of themselves for accomplishing more than the, the minimum. The minimum is get through high school. That's the minimum. Okay, you can get some kind of a job with that, with the minimum skills. But then you go to college. What do you want to be when you grow up? I mean, do you do you have any other interest besides music that um, maybe you're going to go to college for? And if you do go to college, what are you going to study in college? College is definitely in my plan. Um, so I would like to manage. Uh, manage. Sorry. <laughs> Make sure in the music business um, and. Yeah, I mean, just go from there. There's nothing in the world that, like, like strikes my eye as much as music. So whether or not this whole thing works out, I still want to do something in music, like, depending on what that could be. Like, I do have my own home studio. I know how to work the Pro Tools and Logic. Um, I play a lot of different instruments, so that could be a fallback or just even a music business, you know, so... There's a lot of options, but of course, this is my first primary option. So we will see what what it has in school. Well, Alyssa Marie, that's very smart to learn about the business, music business, because a lot of people uh, have the the metaphor. I was eaten alive by the music business. Uh, you know, the suits got a hold of me and they took all my money, you know, and they left me bone dry. I've heard that before. Well, let's talk about the instruments. Last time we spoke, you were a classically trained pianist. You were getting into guitar. You, you were able to accompany yourself on guitar. We I talked about, um, or we talked about the way you sing and play at the same time. If one uh, falters the other while you're playing guitar, uh, does it affect your singing? Or you know, and I think you came up with the idea that you you're getting better at the ability to sing and play and still get those notes while you're playing. But then you had a, a drummer and a bassist that you were working with back then. I guess, I think it was a couple, maybe it's a couple of cousins or brothers that were farther north in Florida. Are you still working with them or do you have a different band? Are you okay? I, my drummer 
And that was his cousin playing the bass for us. But now I, I still work with my drummer. Um, he's basically like my ride or die. <laughs> like, he's literally like my brother. He's at my house more than I'm at my house at this point, honestly. Um, but so we have him and then actually my bass player who is um, leaving me for college, which is really sad. So um, we are we are trying to figure that situation out right now. And then we have my electric guitar player, who, his name is Jackson. Um, he's super talented. They're all super talented guys, and we're all like a little squad. I call them the precious boys for some reason. I said that at one gig, and then ever since then, it's been fun. So, um, but... Yeah, um, that's basically it. It's, it's just a uh, group where all, we all have so much fun together. So. Well, I mean, a little bit of a personnel change. I'm glad that the, the basis is going off to college, you know, bigger, better things. That's good. You know, always fill your brain with knowledge no matter what you do. Uh, yes, this music thing. Uh, yeah, you, you're you're going at it, gung-ho. Now, last time we spoke here, your uh, acts of choice had switched from Martin to Taylor. Are you still using the Taylor acoustic guitar, or, or what are you? what's your weapon of choice? 100%. I don't know if... When I spoke to you last, I had gotten my new Taylor, but um, I recently got my dream guitar, which was the 814 CE, uh, which is, and it's the deluxe version. Um, I actually got it for my 15th or 15th birthday. I got it for my 15th birthday, yes. Um, and yeah, so I'm still playing that. I have two Taylors now. Um, and I just got my dream electric guitar. I think it's behind me somewhere. Yeah, I'm, I see a white <laughs> electric guitar back there. Uh, what kind yeah, of? Yeah, it's right there. Oh no, there's another electric. You have two electric guitars behind you. Uh, what are those? Um, this is a bass, actually. Or, oh, oh my gosh, it's like inverted, so it's like weird. Yeah, that's a bass. I see the bass. And yes, and then this is a National Telecaster. Um, which I just recently got. I got this for my 17th birthday. Um, I'm obsessed with that guitar. I see a lot of country folks using that guitar. That is the go-to country electric guitar. You'd think it would be, um, you know, a Les Paul maybe, but no, I see so many Stratocasters, uh, I mean, sorry, Telecasters used in country music. Uh, Why do you think that is? Well, I love the fact that it has three pickups and each is a different sound. So the first pickup is more like you have a more like telly tone. And then the second is like in between. I can't remember what they call the second one. And then the third one is the more country like Nashville twang version. So I could go from playing like this is funny because I was just playing this song earlier. Uh, like Superstitious by Stevie Wonder. They're playing like some like Jason Aldean, like twangy country song, like on that guitar, which is like really cool, especially depending on what kind of pedals you have. Um, so I just love that. I love playing that guitar. Well, that was the other thing that that you stay in the country genre, but the, your last song, your third song at that time was kind of a country pop. But then you just mentioned superstition. Are you branching out? Are you breaking out? Because I, I, I think I told you, you could sing pretty much whatever you want with your voice, with your style, with your, you know, you you could sing anything you want. Are you breaking out into different genres of music or are you still writing in the country genre? Writing in, like, the country genre, of course, like, the country pop. Um, I don't know, because it's kind of weird, the the genre that, like, I feel like my music falls under. Like, I noticed on Break It Fast, the Spotify always gives you, like, 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 playlists recommended from, like, what other people are listening to your song on or whatever. And it was all, like, folk, like, indie indie like the genre which I which I thought was weird and then a lot of country playlists. Um I don't know, but at my shows I play I I throw Nirvana in there. I'm a big Nirvana fan. I love Kurt Cobain. So we do some rock covers. Um then the cranberries. Um and we do some like other throwback songs too, like um and we go back to like old country like Johnny Cash and like um, you know, like 
job Denver, we do country uh, roads and like, I don't know, it's like all around, but like country is my main, but we do throw other things in there sometimes. Well, that's what you do. You give the people what they want. Give them a good mix. Don't don't hold them to one thing. Whenever I'm playing stuff on RadioWhat.com or whenever I'm playing stuff at a club, you know, I, I don't stay with one genre. I mean, this this Friday we have an 80s party, but 80s is, you know, like the oh, that's back in the 1900s for you kids out there. Okay. But 80s, it, it, it's not just pop or rock or dis or or like a you know country it's all of that you know there's all types of different genres and if you were born in the 80s or or if you went to say you went to high school in the 80s you have nostalgia for that genre i imagine that when you grow up when you get as old as i am you know you get (laughs) and it's hard to imagine as a 17 year old being in your 50s you go wow 50s that's so old Oh my goodness! I'll never be fifty. Oh, but no. Old. But when you when you go into your fifties, you're still gonna love the music of the twenty twenties. I believe that this genre, that this era of music, wherever you graduate high school, that's the music that sticks with you. This is your formative years, the twenty twenties, the the late twenty uh, teens to the early twenty twenties. Do you feel like this is going to be the music that that defines you for the rest of your life? I I do believe so. I I love the kind of music that's getting put out nowadays, and like I love all types of music. Like I don't, I'm not just saying that. Like all types of music. Like I I could go from listening to like like Metallica to like listening to like Taylor Swift's newer albums, like Evermore, Folklore, like which is like more calm indie vibe. Like, I don't know. I just love all types of music. Like, so I think that, like, hopefully um, more stuff will get created like that in the future and that I'll be able to hold on to as I grow up, too. But, you know, I don't think I can ever forget the music I listen to now. Yeah, you imagine that there's going to be people in old folks' homes that are listening to the type of music that you listen to right now. Imagine, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, old it'll be 150 years into the future people are going to be living uh, to 200 years old and and you'll finally get into the old homes folks home about 198 so when Alyssa Marie Kuhn is in as 198 years old she's still listening to the music that's going on right now today all your pals are hanging with you having you know some kind of space mush maybe living on Mars or whatever um oh this is great you know yeah <laughs> You know, or, or maybe you have your summer home on Mars and your winter home is on the moon, you know, just, um, you know, but, <laughs> but, you know, you know, the, the, the future looks bright for you is what I'm saying. And I, I imagine uh, we talked about, uh, well, I mean, we, we talked about Beethoven and, uh, and some of the, 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 the people from history and we kind of discussed, uh, you know, the, these, these songs are, are have been around for hundreds of years and they're still great they still get played and i i hope nothing but that for you that 500 years into the future Alyssa marie coon songs are still being huh remember that oh yeah that was good i wonder man when they first that first came out they were jamming to Alyssa marie coon i remember that <laughs> thank you <laughs> No, no doubt, no doubt, and it, you know, uh, you know, you're making your mark in the world. You're you're putting things out there. I mean, is there anything that you want to tell people as we wind this thing down? Is there is there something on your mind? You know about uh, well the, about the future. You know that 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 has been weighing on you, or just something good that you're hopeful about the future. Anything? Just never give up on your dreams. Like I know that's so like cliche or whatever but like it's true because I believe like you can accomplish anything that you put your head to even if sometimes like it doesn't go the way you wanted it to go I think that it could have happened for a reason so if you just you know stick to it put the work in um even like if you slack for a day just put the work in I think like you will be able to accomplish anything and just also make sure that you, you know, you 
you love your loved ones, obviously, because you they are the closest people to you besides yourself. So, um, you know, just show them love because you never know what's going to happen. So, Well, I mean, I've been looking at you that for people that are listening to the audio version of this, I want you to check out the video version. You're in this room. Is this your practice room? This doesn't look like a bedroom. Uh, and that drum set behind you, it's fascinating me. Have you been learning how to play drums or, or is that somebody else that's, that's using those? I've been playing the drums for about like like six years now, I guess. Um, or maybe like five. Yeah, like five-ish, like since I was like 12. Um, and so, yeah, that's my drum set. It's just an electronic kit. And we are in my music room right now, which just got redone. Um, so there's stuff everywhere. And then beside uh, me over here is a closet, which is my recording room. Um, and there's a little studio set up in there with my microphone and everything. Um, so it's, I turned the, the closet into a studio room. <laughs> That, that's that's something that has been happening quite a bit you find a space in your home you know maybe a spare bedroom and you turn it into uh you know a creative room a creative space people use it to paint to write to make um movies or tiktoks i know we talked about tiktok before um and you have a your own private little snapchat with your friends is that something that's still going on tell me about how how are you using uh social uh, these days and are you handling it all yourself or do you have people for that currently handling all handling all of my social media which is sometimes a load of work uh, uh if you know me you know how much i absolutely dislike social media like i am so grateful to be able to have like social media because social media does a lot for us honestly like it's, it's actually a great resource it's just like it's so hard because like you you spend like hours trying to figure out like the algorithm of tiktok and then tiktok changes it on you and your video gets two likes it's like oh my gosh um it's just frustrating like of course i'm grateful to be able to have access to a tool like that but you know just it kind of annoys me sometimes <laughs> um but i do have people that help out with my social media but if there's ever a day where I, like, don't post anything, I probably was, like, I don't know, like, just, like, frustrated. And I was just like, you know what? I don't need to post anything today. But, um, yes, I actually just really, I actually, oh, my gosh, I can't even see. I'm sorry. I just announced on my Instagram today that I am releasing my acoustic version tonight. Uh, well, technically tomorrow, but tonight at 12 a.m., um, which is pretty exciting. It was kind of like a on-the-whim thing. Um, but I'm really excited about it because I've never released an acoustic version of a song uh, like this before, so... Well, I mean, my goodness, you already have 13,000 plus streams on this uh, song alone, and it's only been out for a short, short time. So people are loving it, not just me and not just you and not just your parents, but uh, there's other people out there in the world that are digging this song. And um, yeah, the, the hook, you know, if you're going to break my heart, you better break it fast. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Just I, I know I do it no justice, but it just it, it's an earworm. It gets stuck in my head. And I realized that the the subject matter, it's smart. It's real smart. And you've already explained, you know, that it's from the other side. But if yeah, if if you're gonna do it, rip it off like a band-aid. Just do it. Okay. Thank you. Uh, your relationship right now is your music. And uh and you can you can date after you're married when you're 30 plus. <laughs> I am not relationship right now and i'm enjoying not being anyone yes bo um, boys are I yucky I, I can't i can't i'm 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 also an only child so i need like my space like i don't know <laughs> so i'm i'm currently not dating anyone um kind of just chilling good boys are but, yucky boys are yucky yeah stay yeah, in school they are very yucky. And keep, keep, <laughs> keep focused on your career stay in school all that yes yes <laughs> All Never right. let anyone hurt you. <laughs> <laughs> All right then. Uh, let's uh, let's close this thing up. 
land this plane as it were uh you've already given a lot of shout outs to people uh if there's any other shout outs you want to give as we wind this thing down my mom yeah she's a goodie <laughs> she's a goodie all right. I, hey, and I, I'm glad that we sp- were speaking again. As I remember the, the last time I said, I hope we, we talk again. And here it is over the years. And once again, that's my wish as time progresses, as you release more things. Also, uh, oh, tell people how to get a hold of you. I'm going to put all your links in the show notes. But uh, what's the best way to get a hold of you? And, and uh, if they slide into your DMs, business only, what do you, uh, what do you want them to talk about? Well, you can check out all my social media, Facebook at Alyssa Marie Kuhn Music, Instagram and Twitter at Alyssa Marie Kuhn, and I don't know if you think of a song you want me to cover, if you want to ask any questions, or just, you know, hit me up, uh, give me some feedback or anything, uh, just DM me on Instagram, uh, Messenger, or Twitter, um, yeah. All right. Let's finish this thing off with last words for the people. Could be words to live by, something you heard a long time ago, or whatever pops into your head at this moment in time. Alyssa Marie Kuhn. Let me try that again. Alyssa Marie Kuhn. Last words for the people. <laughs> Get- I can't think of anything. Um, do what makes you happy. There you have it, party people. Alyssa Marie Kuhn. So nice catching up. What a sweet, sweet young lady. Oh, my goodness. Nothing but great things happening for her. And I see nothing but great things happening for her in the future. She just keeps uh, she just keeps going. She keeps chugging along, uh, getting that music out there, writing about relationships and whatnot and getting you know, having stuff that's dear to her heart. You know, you never know where the, the muse is going to, to have. And, and she's open to collaborations as well. My goodness, uh, the, the lovely ladies from uh, Steel Ivory are working hand in hand with her as well. And she's got plenty of folks uh, all over the east, uh, eastern seaboard, you know, between, uh, between Orlando and Nashville and, and uh, where she lives there in the West Palm Beach area. She's got people that uh, she's collaborating with. She's working well with others, and she's got her own little studio at the house. Very uh, very uh, creative and very um, resourceful young lady, and she's going to study the music business. Yes, if you're going to get into this entertainment business, learn the business so nobody takes advantage of you. Learn how to count that money and learn where that money is at. Because after all, you know, we need to make a living, need to keep a roof over your heads. You don't want to be one of those people that gets, well, figuratively speaking, eaten alive by the music business. So, uh, yeah, keep a good head on on your shoulders. And uh, I see Alyssa Marie Kuhn, you have a good head on your shoulders. And between your mom and dad, uh, you know, Randy and Jill helping you out along the way. Uh, Jill as your momager. <laughs> That's fantastic. You keep going the way you're going. You're going to go far. You're going to do well like your your hero, Tay, Taylor Swift, Tay-Tay. <laughs> I believe that because <laughs> I'm a believer. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much once again, Elisa Marie Kuhn, for being on the program. That's it for this edition of What Makes You Famous. Now, if you, yes, you, my loyal listener, if you'd like to tell your story, I encourage you to give me a call, 501-470-6386, or email keysdan at aol.com. That's it for me. It's keysdan from radiowhat.com, djlittlerock.com. Peace. I'm out of here. Follow Keys Dan on Facebook and Twitter. Click on the links at the top of keysdan.com. Follow Radio What on Facebook and Twitter. Click on the links at the top of RadioWhat.com. The music you want is on. If you like what you hear, follow What Makes You Famous social media. Use the hashtag What Makes You Famous. Follow on Facebook at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Instagram at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Twitter at Makes Famous. And follow on YouTube at Keys Dan. Leave What Makes You Famous podcast a review and subscribe. 
Listen to What Makes You Famous podcast on Podbean, iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, and almost anywhere you find podcasts. Tell your story on my podcast, What Makes You Famous. Call 501-470-6386 and leave a message to set up a time. You can support What Makes You Famous using the PayPal link, paypal.me forward slash keys dan email info at radio what.com what makes you famous podcast is a production of keys dan enterprises incorporated at keys dan.com thank you for listening radio what the music you want with some great, great quotes setting a good example for children takes all the fun out of middle age william feather the music you want Radio what? Dot com. <laughs>